John, back when your ministry to Frat Row started, you, you came up with a rather unique way to gain access and to eventually earn the trust of, of students living in the fraternities. Tell us about those early days, what you did. Yeah, when I arrived at the University of Minnesota, uh, going through the process of raising support as a home missionary, and I would walk past University Avenue, which is where Fraternity Row lies, and just one day I just asked this question in my mind to the Lord, like, is anybody reaching out to the fraternities? And I really felt uh, God whispered to me uh, that I, that he wanted me to do so, and that cleaning toilets was the phrase that God dropped in my heart. Um you know, John 10 says we can hear God's voice, we're his sheep, and he's our shepherd, and, and the Lord wants to speak to us in like in ways like that. And simple obedience, I think, goes a long way in seeing God's purposes accomplished. And so I took him at his word. I got a, a student to come along with me, and, and that year we we started offering our services to fraternities, specifically in the summer when not very many guys are still there, and they were very welcoming and and uh appreciative of, of the help, and that was the beginning of cultivating relationships with some of the fraternities. So did you do a spiritual double-take when, when you felt the Lord told you this, or was it was it just crystal clear and, yeah, okay, I'll do it? Um, you know, I think God had put the fraternities on my heart. Um, I, um, you know, our mission statement at the University of Minnesota was to plant witnessing discipling communities at the time in every subculture and really felt like such a large university that we were on. It was important to find ways to make impacts into the subcultures and fraternities are, are you know, definitely one of those significant subcultures where on any given weekend, um, there's a lot happening on a, on a large secular university uh, with regards to Greek life. And so I think God had already put that passion in my heart. And so when I sensed his leading uh, to begin the process of reaching out to them, um, you know, I, w- I, was, I felt like I was probably already ready to start doing that. All right. From there, where have things gone as far as your ministry is concerned and, and what kind of results you're seeing? Yeah, I think every year, uh, it's been 16 years now, and every year I think I gained more trust with uh, Greek life with the fraternity presidents. I've been able to come every fall at the beginning of the school year to the interfraternity council meetings and share about chaplaincy. Once I became chaplain of one of the chapters, it really gave me uh, an inroad into offering those services to all the other chapters each and every year. And as years have gone on, now I have students who have worked with me, who I've helped, or we've we've had Bible studies with, or counseled, and and there's a lot of trust there now. And I feel like specifically the last three years, um, God really gave me a green light to be even more vocal uh, with my faith in sharing the gospel in the chapters that I'm in. And we've seen um, so many more students come to Christ, so many more uh, fraternity members come to Christ because of that um, Specifically, even this last semester, we've seen 38 fraternity uh, brothers come to know who Jesus is. And so it's been really exciting. So you're sensing that uh, students are more open to ministry these days. What what kind of issues do they talk to you about? You know, someone who might come up to you and saying, hey, I'm having this problem, or how do you deal with X, Y, or Z? What, what, what kind of issues and concerns are they dealing with? Yeah, you know, I... I Ever since I've been a campus pastor at the University of Minnesota, I think some of the um, 
problems that have been there all along are still really prevalent, anxiety and depression, addictions, whether that be alcohol or others. But I, I can only speak specifically to the University of Minnesota and the Twin Cities. You know, I think the, the pandemic is certainly something that has caused an extra level of stress, an extra level of fear, an extra level of anxiety among our college students. And then when you add that, the social injustice and the social unrest that had taken place in the Twin Cities the last couple years specifically, um, I think that's really been a springboard into you know a lot of these guys opening up where there's been some pride in the past and an unwillingness to sort of um, talk to somebody about their problems. These last couple of years have opened, exposed that, and guys are becoming more vulnerable and more transparent as life is getting harder and the, and the anxiety is, is, is rising and, and, and the unrest has taken place in, in our particular community. And so while those are really awful things that have happened in our, in, in our, in our city the last couple of years, I do think God has used those things to bring about um, some real transformation among our students. So why do you do what you do? What, what is in your heart while you're doing this? Well, the easy answer is, I feel like God's called me to do that. He gave me a calling many years ago to do this. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, my my parents were divorced when I was 12. Um, you know, my dad uh, was an alcoholic. And, you know, I, I, I lacked that father figure growing up. And I think I, I tell this to the fraternity brothers and I tell this to a lot of the guys that are in our ministry as well. That You know, I just, I want to be there for them in ways that that maybe my dad wasn't able to be and i think that drives a lot of what i do is to be sort of a father figure and and to just display god's father heart for these young men and and how important that is to um to growing up becoming a great father growing up and becoming a great um husband um not so long after after they graduate college how influential are fraternities on campus? Are they could they be a catalyst for change? Absolutely, that's one of the reasons again why I felt like God said to us as a ministry when I came in 2005 to go plant witnessing discipling communities in every subculture on campus that you know we couldn't just go out our front door and try to reach all 53,000 students at the same time, but the strategy was to find significant subcultures that influence much of the campus. And so for many years, um, I've spent time working with athletes and fraternities because I really felt like those two subcultures um, impact so much of campus life, especially on a weekend. And if you think about a lot of the fraternity guys that I meet with, and in general, they're, they really are go-getters. They're really ambitious guys who, um, even though some of their reasons are not necessarily you know, right. They, they want to go and make a difference. They want to be world changers. Um, you know, they want to be leaders um, in the business world and the political realm and such. And so when they get a hold of who Jesus is and, and then they can run with that into what God has for them, it's, it's, it's just a powerful thing. Wow. With Chi Alpha and so forth, how do you get your support? How is the ministry set up? Um, Kyle is is, is any, not not anything different than you know a home missionary would be. Um, we raise funds, we raise support, um, just like youth with a mission or 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 you know any overseas missionary. And so, 
our partners come through local churches. They come from friends, um, former alum or, or students that I've actually worked with who saw the impact Chi Alpha had on their lives, and now they've said yes to to coming alongside my wife and I because they understand uh, the strategic importance um, of campus ministry. All right, John. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.